0: You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming.
1: Don't let your dreams be dreams. Just do
0: it! Back on The Pipeline Show, another 2019 draft spotlight to get to, and it's another In the Dub segment, as my guest comes from the Western Hockey League. Uh, In the Dub is brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. For everything happening around the Western Hockey League, even in the offseason here, stay up to date by going to dubnetwork.ca ca and get your daily dose of the western hockey league and my guest today uh, coming from uh, well from my backyard with the edmonton oil kings it's uh, david cope uh, welcome to the pipeline show dave how are you
1: i'm good how are you
0: i'm doing well thanks for doing this uh, in the middle of the off season i know it can be a, a bit of a hectic time and maybe you want to pe- put your feet up uh, by the pool or, or something but uh, what have you been doing since uh, the the oil kings season came to an end
1: oh i've just been working out and skating and uh getting ready for the draft and uh so if I get a show uh, invite to a camp, I'm ready to go.
0: Nice. Uh, so did you take any time off, or did you just go right from playing in the playoffs and, and get back into the gym right away?
1: Um, I took about two weeks off just to let the body recover and just enjoy some time off because it, it was a long, busy season. So our athletic therapist uh, advised that, and uh, so I just took two weeks off.
0: Yeah, excellent. That would be what, Mr. Brian Cheeseman? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right. Tell me about this season, uh, and I know I get asked all the time, I'm on the broadcast team for the Oil Kings, uh, and I get asked if this was a surprise season uh, for the Oil Kings or not. And, and for, I, I guess for the most part, yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of people were expecting Edmonton to to finish uh, as Central Division champs and get as deep into the playoffs uh, as uh, as you guys did, at least if you were asked at the start of the year about that. But what about inside the room? What were your expectations at the start of the year for the team?
1: Yeah, at the start of the year, like, we didn't know, like, coming in, there was a bunch of change and wasn't really sure what to expect. But, uh, when I met the guy and we practiced and had our first few preseason games, I knew we were a special group. And, uh, we all believed it throughout the year and, uh, it clearly showed in playoffs.
0: Uh, and what about for you this year, Dave? Cause, uh, last year, a pretty impressive rookie season. Basically forced her way onto the team and had 25 points in your rookie year. This season, boy, great start. Three points in the in opening weekend. And then things kind of, uh, were a little bit slow for you in second half, much better than the first half, in, in my opinion. But, um, how, how would you look, when you look back at the season, how would you sort of describe it for you as a, an individual?
1: Um, I'd say I, I came out fast in the first two games with three points or whatever, but, uh, I kind of went to a bit of a slump that I struggled with, but, once I got out of that, I just had to work hard, just work on what I needed to work on, skating, protecting the puck, shooting, and uh, eventually I kind of slid out of the slump, which was nice. When you
0: reflect on it now, can you, can you put your finger on why the slump was there? I mean, was there pressure because it's your draft year and stuff like that? I, I don't know what it was.
1: Um, That could have been a little bit. I think I just lost a little bit of confidence. And it took a while to gain it back, but right. I'll just say that mostly.
0: Well, a new coaching staff as well, and, and obviously new teammates, but I, I remember the first couple months of the season, there was a lot of line juggling going on as as Coach Lauer was starting to try to find that chemistry. Does that come into yeah. effect there a, a bit as well, playing with different guys every night?
1: Yeah, playing with different guys, it t- it's, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, it's it's difficult sometimes just to get used to their, where they're going to be at different times and everything like that, but. I think it was good for us to do that during the year because that, during playoff time we knew exactly what lines worked and we knew exactly how to play with everybody on the team, which really helped out in the end.
0: Right. So getting out of the slump, um, what changed for you? What, you know, it's almost like a flick of the switch. You, you've been struggling and then suddenly you, know, you get on a bit of a roll.
1: Um, I'd say confidence in the linemates I was with. I remember when I got over my house playing this fight and then Scott Atkinson and they helped me a lot. They gave me the puck. And then they gave it back to me. I could play off them. and I Ended up getting one goal, and then after that, the confidence just built and uh, started to catch fire a bit.
0: Yeah, and uh, carried uh, through for the, basically the rest of the, uh, the the regular season, the second half, and in the playoffs, had five more points in in sixteen playoff games for the Oil Kings. That play out, the the, uh, the run through the playoffs, pretty exciting hockey uh, from the outside looking in, and I imagine for the guys on the team that was uh, pretty exciting as well. And uh, just the experience that you guys uh, all got this year really bodes well for moving into next season, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, all the young guys that didn't have a any didn't have any playoff experience at all. We all got however many games, and now next year we know exactly what to expect going in, and uh, it'll be really exciting. David
0: Cope is my guest. He's a forward with the Edmonton Oil Kings, and uh, what we like to do in this part of the show, Dave, is uh, let my audience kind of get to know somebody that's in your shoes, being uh, your draft season. Uh, and not everybody that's hearing this uh, will follow the WHL all that closely, so they might not know who you are. So let's get a bit of background. Yeah. Um, let's start with uh, where you're from. Where are you? Where were you
1: born and where'd you grow up? Uh, born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. All
0: right. And do you remember how old you were when you first started playing?
1: I was three years old when I first skated, and I think four when I first started actually playing ice hockey. Uh,
0: you're a forward now. Have you always been a forward?
1: Yeah, I've always been a forward. I've always enjoyed being a forward. Some people always say my height, I should be a D-man, but Four is just a way to go for sure for me. Uh,
0: heck, these days at six foot five, you might, you, maybe you should be a goaltender. Do you ever, uh, put the yeah. pads, when you were a kid, did you ever put the pads on and play?
1: That's funny that you asked. Actually, uh, when I was a first year novice, I actually played a year of goaltender. So that, that was fun, but it never stuck, so. And how come? I don't know. Just, just enjoy the uh, four and more for sure. Okay.
0: Uh, I know I, I ask a lot of guys uh, to, to go back and tell me uh, what the Banner draft experience was like for them. You're an eighth uh, round pick by the Oil Kings that year. I don't know what your expectations were going into the Banner draft, uh, where you would get, uh, be selected, if you would be selected at all, which team would, would take you. Uh, did you get to stay home from school that day or were you trying to follow along with it on your phone at school?
1: Um, I was at school when I saw it. I was in, uh I think it was math class when I saw it, and it was kind of, I just kind of, it kind of shocked me. I was like Edmonton Oil Kings hometown team, just it was like a dream come true at the time.
0: Well, and uh, see, that's funny because it, it can go one of two ways when I talk to players. Some guys love being taken by the hometown team because you get to play in front of your friends and family, and you probably get to stay at home and. Don't have to, yeah. you know, go live with uh, with strangers and all that. Other guys want that experience of going to play, you know, in Seattle or you know in BC or whatever. Uh,
1: for you, it was yeah.
0: a, a bonus to play at home.
1: Yeah, for sure. Just a plus is just obviously playing at uh, Rogers, like that's probably the best CHL facility for sure, one of the best ice hockey rinks in the world. Sure. And living at home, billeting at home, there's nothing better.
0: Uh, your rookie season, uh, mentioned 25 points, 14 goals that year. You had 14 goals again this season and, and 28 points. What was the biggest difference between year one and year two for you?
1: I think I gained a lot of strength in between the years for puck protection and, uh, just keeping the puck, uh, just protecting the puck down low in corners, going around D-man wide. Just gained a bit of, uh, sh- uh strength and speed, which helped out, I think, a bit.
0: Well, the uh, the WHL website lists you at six foot four and a half and one hundred and sixty seven pounds. Uh, another website I'm looking at, Elite Prospects, has you at six five and and uh, one hundred and sixty five pounds. Uh, where are you at right now?
1: Um, I'm actually six four one seventy eight right now.
0: One seventy eight. So uh, is that weight you put on over the course of the season or since the season ended?
1: Uh, throughout the season, I've been putting it on, and then I've. I also added a little bit of weight uh, since the end of the season.
0: Okay, as you bulk up over the course of the season, do you, do you feel a difference on the ice? Does it allow you to do things that maybe you couldn't have done two months earlier?
1: Uh, yeah, you definitely feel a little bit stronger. It's like one getting that you feel like you can take it more, especially when you work out you you got more muscle on you. So you feel just you just feel way stronger in all aspects of the game.
0: Right uh, now, the NHL draft—we mentioned it is uh, your draft year this season. Has the the NHL draft been on your mind much over the course of the year?
1: Uh, yeah, it's obviously in the back of the head, just something to think about, but I just gotta worry about what I can, can control, and, uh, I think I did a pretty good job, and I'm just excited to see what happens, and if I do not get drafted, and hopefully just get a camp invite, and that'd be amazing.
0: A number of Oil Kings, uh, who are uh, draft eligible this year. Was it a topic of discussion at all between uh, you and, and some of the other guys that are, you know, being uh, ranked and, and uh, could be uh, selected at the end of this month?
1: Uh, it comes up uh, every once in a while. It's not something we we talk about too much or uh, think about too much. Uh, I know we have it's exciting having lots of guys on the team uh, that are draft eligible and have a chance of getting selected. But I'm sure we're just all excited and waiting for the day to come.
0: Now, when the rankings come out, are you a guy who looks to see where you're uh, slotted in?
1: I usually get tagged on Twitter, so I eventually <laughs> see. But it's not it's not the biggest uh, deal to me. But but yeah.
0: Well, Central scouting midterm rank 159, uh, and that's got to, I imagine at that time it was it felt pretty good. I mean, uh, midway through the season you had gone through that slump already, so I hadn't uh, yeah. caught fire yet. Now at the end of the year, 202, they have you ranked. I'm surprised by that. Um, what was your feeling about that?
1: Um, uh, it, it doesn't really bother me at all. Scouts must. Uh, it's I believe it's just like a list formed by a bunch of different people. So some people can have you higher, some people could have you lower. It just doesn't really matter.
0: All right, well, that's the right attitude to have, for sure. But have you spoken to teams at all over the course of the year? I, I know some players do have the opportunity to, to chat with NHL teams, or uh, you obviously didn't go to the Combine, so have you had any contact with clubs?
1: Uh, I have had some uh, contact with uh, some NHL teams, just just through like, some lunches and some meetings, and just after games, talking to a few.
0: Oh, that's nice. Uh, for those who haven't had a chance to watch you play, and like I said, I'm on the broadcast, so I get to see you a lot, but... Uh, for those who haven't seen you play or the Oil Kings play, give us a scouting report on on David Copen and what kind of player you are.
1: Uh, I'd say I'm a big, uh, t- tall, uh, fast skating, good puck moving. I uh, see the ice well. I can, uh, I have a good shot and I have an ability to bury the puck when I need to. Is there an area of
0: your game you think needs the most attention?
1: Uh, I just think gaining muscle and getting getting stronger is still huge for me. Just growing into my body a bit, uh, putting on some weight. I think that'd be huge to work on in the off season so next year I can come back even better.
0: Well, you certainly have the frame to add uh, more uh, weight. Is that uh, do you have uh, family relatives that are like uh, close to your height and, and that are older and maybe bigger and thicker?
1: My uh papa actually was a he's a pretty tall guy, a little little skinnier body frame, but uh mm. but yeah. I think that's where I got my height from.
0: All right. Well, is it a challenge for you to put on weight or I mean you you said you put on some over the course of the season. That can be difficult to do.
1: Um, yeah, sometimes it feels like it's so on and off, but I'm consistently gaining weight, which is a good, uh, which is good. So hopefully this trend continues and I can just keep gaining weight.
0: Just a couple more questions for David Cope of the Edmonton Oil Kings here on the Pipeline Show. The, uh, the coaching change this year, uh, it seemed like the team, uh, made a fairly quick adjustment, uh, to new, new coaching staff. What was that transition like for the players? Cause it didn't seem like you guys, it's not like you guys struggled. I mean, Calgary got off to a slow start this year under Hammy. Uh, but they finished the year strong. You guys didn't seem to have that lull. It seemed to be fairly consistent for most of the year.
1: Yeah, I know we were all willing to commit to the new systems and the new the new changes that happened, and uh, the systems and that Brad brought in and how he uh, coached us and what he what he taught us before the season just gave us a boost into the season to start five and zero. And after that, we had a little slump, but we kept it up after that.
0: Well, next season uh, will be your third year in the WHL, and suddenly you go from a young player to one of the more experienced veteran type guys. Are you ready to take on a bit more of a leadership role?
1: Yeah, I'd say I'm ready to take on a leadership role. Just, I know the younger guys coming in might be a little nervous for them. Just helping them come in, and also on the ice, I just need to pick up pick up my play and be a bigger bigger be a bigger part because we lose a lot of goals from offensive players such as Trey, uh, v- Vince Lasavio, Benji Field. Mm-hmm. So I know they're going to need uh, some backup uh, points and goals. So some of the younger guys need to do that, and hopefully I can pitch in.
0: When you broke, first broke into the league, was there a guy that, uh, you know, a veteran player, maybe one or two guys, that kind of helped you along the way that you you looked to and said, I got to do that for uh, for the young guys when I am, you know, the the 18 or 19-year-old?
1: Yeah, la- uh, last year when my rookie season, I've always known Trey, but he, he was always there, and he just kind of uh, helped me out if ever I, needed a thing. I had a question or something. He'd always... Always be there, be the first guy to help me out, which was really nice. And the twenty-year-olds that we had were Swaykac, sort of or Suistol, Travis Child, Colton Kelly. They were always great. and right. Were great leaders.
0: Nice. Well, David, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best luck, whatever happens at the draft, or doesn't happen at the draft. And if you get an invite to a, a camp after that, uh, whatever happens this summer, we'll uh, we'll see you in August when camp opens again for the Kings.
1: Great. Right, thanks for having me on the show.
0: There's big David Cope of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, kind of a tale of two seasons for him. First half of the year, uh, not very good. Second half of the year, pretty darn good. At times, he was really good. And that, he just saw the potential that he has. And I think there will be teams, the way he skates and the size, and he's got pretty good hands. If you could put it all together and get find some consistency, it's a really good player in there. Uh, it's going to take a team, maybe with some patience, but uh, that can really develop. Uh, players as well Uh, david cope could be a good late round pick one more segment to go on the show but it's a big one Uh, pete krupski is the uh, voice of the u.s national development team so many players from the u18 squad are draft eligible uh, this year that are expected to go in the first round like there could be seven maybe even eight players from that one team go in the first round this year which is unbelievable And quite honestly, uh, probably six of them might go in the top 15, which is absolutely mind-boggling. And uh, Pete and I talk about some of the individual players and the the achievements they have uh, over their two years with the program are ridiculous. So you're really going to enjoy this segment. It's a long one. It's about a 25, 26-minute long interview. Uh, So grab yourself a beverage, uh, ease into a a nice cozy chair, and uh, get comfortable. Uh, Pete Krupski, voice of the uh, U.S. National Development Team he's up next here on the Pipeline Show with Key Flaming McCarthy trying to get it out of his own zone picks it up again behind the USA goal, this time a safe play and he finds Turcotte, with Gildon shorthanded and overline Turcotte out in front, scored! what a move Turcotte,
1: a shorthanded goal. It's Alex Turcotte from Team USA, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Black eyes open wide, it's time to
0: testify. There's no room for lies, and everyone's waiting for you. Passion, talent, development, NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Ben Bishop. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! Andy Green. And Ryan Miller were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey. Champions of the college hockey world!